was darkness. Then there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns podcast. You gotta watch Landry down the seam. Mayfield towards the end zone. It is caught. Was he in? Yes. Donovan Peoples Jones. Baker Mayfield taking his shot. And the Browns have retaken the lead. It's a victory. Cleveland Browns win. I am absolutely buzzing. Half time, we had all the haters online saying, Baker this, Baker that. But 91% of you guys are backing Baker right now. Come on, the Browns. Great victory. I'm here with Ian Wright Wright and Jack Duffin. Ian, how are you, buddy? You know, my fiance comes up to me and she goes, I, I figured you'd be more excited. And I'm like, this doesn't happen to us this often. I don't know how to react. I- I'm still in my zone. I'm feeling good. You know, I'm sweating more. I-, I haven't seen this in so long. I don't even know how to act. I'm, I'm that secretly excited, I guess. <laughs> my God. You sound like a school child on Christmas Day. Oh, it's amazing. Do with uh, the presents. Ian, uh, try and get into the zone, mate. Seriously, you have got deep Cleveland Browns history. When can you remember the Browns potentially losing a game in the last minute and then coming back and winning it? The, I, I kid you not. There's a few, obviously every Browns fan remembers every painful loss we've ever had. I mean, you can, we have names for them, the drive, the fumble, um, you know, all of them, the Dwayne Rudd, the helmet thing, hitting the bar, the Monday night football block. I mean, literally Browns fans can recite every single painful memory we have in terms of ways that we've found ways to lose a game. When it comes to found ways to win a game, you get like Tim Couch and a Hail Mary against the Saints, ironically on Gerard, uh, Gerard Cherry, back in 2001. And then there's a couple where Phil Dawson against the Ravens hit the stanchion of the field goal post, and it was the craziest because we thought we won. Then they told us we lost, and then we came back and won again. But, Ian, that's kicks. We're talking yes, about that's the quarterback. Thing about it is. I'm trying to remember the last time, like – Derek Anderson back in 07 had some comeback wins. I cannot tell you, and please, by all means, Brown's Twitter, uh, go out there. I'm thinking the best comeback win I can think of like this, in 2015, the Browns were down to the Titans, and they came back and won. Um, and I think they were down like 28 to 10 at halftime. And I think at one point we were down like 28 to 3. They scored. and then. Freaking uh, Charlie Whitehurst came in from the tight. It was literally the shittiest game ever. And then all of a sudden the Browns came back and won. So honestly, that's probably the last time I can remember a Browns massive comeback win that ended in our favor. I'm literally just, Jack, I know you're there. Sorry, mate. I'm just watching Baker Mayfield on Instagram live, doing a cool uh, dance in the dressing rooms. Absolutely buzzing for the guy. You know, I've, I've, I feel, you know, I feel for him. I still got in the back of my head, 
him getting caught by the police and not running away. That's always my biggest issue with Baker Mayfield. A true winner would have got away from the police. But for whatever reason, he won the game today. Two great throws to Higgins and then to uh, Donovan People-Jones. Jack, sorry, mate, how are you feeling? So it, it, it was a crazy one, and I messaged to a group. So Andrew Sindejo went in for a tackle and blew up Harrison at two minutes and two seconds. The refs actually stopped the clock because of an injury. And then yeah. because that clock was stopped, the Browns had enough time on the clock to go down and score, else they'd have had 40 seconds less and probably wouldn't have made it. That is how nuts that game was. The fact that Sindehu blew up Harrison probably puts in a position to win it. It's just lunacy. But The ironic uh, part, yeah, because to make people understand that is that play then would have sent it to the two-minute warning. So the, um, the Titans, the Bengals would have ran the next play inside of the two-minute warning, meaning that that play that then occurred, which then stopped at the two-minute warning, would have taken 40 more seconds off the clock. So for all the people out there like, what happened with 206, blah, blah, blah. It's because they had to run another play. All right, let's get into our normal rhythm of the uh, post-game. Well, before we get into that, oh. let's just get the elephant out of the room. I think based on what I saw, Odell's probably done for the year. That either is a torn ACL or a torn patellar tendon. During that run, you watch the replay. His knee locks up. He grabs at the front instantly. So the worst thing that happened in the game, likely Odell's done for the year. Let's hope that it's just maybe a strain and he's out four to six weeks. But yeah, we're not going to be seeing Odell for a number of weeks. Two things there. So one, when Baker stopped forcing the ball to OBJ. We'll get to that. Get to that. The injury two, is what it is. Two, and lots of people come at me for hating on the Browns. I actually backed the Browns at half time. At half time, bet on the Browns and it came in. So I was on the Browns minus three and a half. Fuck you, I, Cody Parkey. Fuck you, Cody Parkey. Make the kick. His first miss. That's all right. I'll, just to give you guys I'll take an that idea. Miss all day long. Just to give you an idea. I got fucked on the Bengals in Cleveland with a five and a half hook. We win by five. Now I back the Browns at minus three and a half and I get fucked on a missed extra point and I lose twice in the same year, same teams on the hook. Insane. All right. Back to our regularly scheduled programming. Okay. Offense. Jack Duffin, how are we giving it out of 10? I'm, I'm, I'm sort of trying to put it together because it was one of the weird ones where in the past we've been really good on offense in the first half and then it disappears in the second. And, Jack, what uh, would you give the offense in the first quarter? First quarter? Uh, did we do minus points? <laughs> it wasn't quite as bad as the Titans. The Titans after the first quarter had one yard. A <laughs> hundred to one. Um, I'm going to go six. It didn't click. It, it, it didn't work. Obviously, the, the outcome at the end of the game is great, but let's not kid ourselves. Um, it needs to be a lot better. This could, should come as a shock to no one. I completely disagree with Zach. Or Zach. I'm looking at freaking Zach Bond tweets so we can have naked Jack Duffin gifs out there. I completely disagree with Jack. The real answer is probably a seven, but in the Paul Brown podcast, we don't give sevens. Definitely an eight. You hung That's why I didn't go for a seven. Don't call me out for that. I'm calling you out because you didn't round up. The team scored 37 points, 37. And they guess what? They scored 20 in the fourth quarter. And Baker throws for five touchdowns, which by the way, 
in our Paul Brown podcast, the first pass of the game is intercepted. And the guy, uh, Hamsky, I don't know his real name, I'm done with Baker. The Baker bandwagon crashed at full speed into a burning, like, orphanage. Everybody was off the Baker bandwagon. And then he comes back with five touchdowns 20 i'm giving it 22 i know the browns are saying 21 that spike does not count 22 straight completions five touchdowns 297 yards that's an eight yes kareem hunt 18 carries 76 yards averaging 4.2 a pop jack how many different receivers caught a pass today four jones higgins um you've got Njoku. you've got uh Hunt. Jack and Curry's guy, Harrison Bryant. Yeah, um, such a gamble, Jack. Oh, he took Hunt. a gamble and a guy that had four catches, 56 yards, and two um, touchdowns. I'm trying to think of the sixth one. It's oh, Higgins, Bryant, uh, Peoples-Jones, Landry, Hunt, and Najoku. Yeah. Um, and obviously, Beckham coming out would have been the seventh. But you're also, David Njoku was the, lead, or was the lowest receiver at two for 20. Then everyone else, Hunt, three for 26. Landry, five for 48. Peoples-Jones, three for 56. Harrison Bryant, four for 56. And Hollywood Higgins, six catches, 110 yards, five touchdown passes for Baker. None of them to Hollywood Higgins. But Here's a question. that's an eight. Has he, has he been the best wide receiver on the Browns this season? In terms of the complete facets of the game, I'm going to go with Landry. Yeah, All right, so here up. we go. Jack's on six. Ian's on eight. Paul, Baker you're the tiebreaker. What do Baker you got? Melfi- Baker Mayfield has just come out. With a field goal to tie the game, Baker Mayfield said his, to his teammates, screw that, we're going to win it. For that reason, it's a clear eight for the offense. Honestly, if it wasn't for that terrible first quarter, it probably would have been a, maybe a nine. And Claude's convincing. I think Jack's going to come up to an eight here soon based on the look of the dog's face. Let's discuss one minute on this point. Why is Baker throwing interception at the start of all the games? I don't know what went on with him and OBJ, but they would. Both running different plays. Yeah. I think Baker was looking to kind of go with that back shoulder. Like he, I think Baker saw that the corner had gotten on top of Beckham. So Baker was trying to throw a stop route in essence. So uh, Odell could adjust and come back to the ball. And I think Odell was just running the fly. And then after he got picked, this is where Odell's injury comes in. As he's chasing down from behind, you see him plant his, I believe it's his right knee. And the minute it plants, you see a little deviation in the knee. And then you see his foot go limp. And that's the end of it. And that's why I think my guess is it's either just based on what limited stuff. I'm not a doctor, but a little bit on what I know about knees. That's either going to be a torn ACL or a torn patellar tendon. Bit of Bengals breakdown on Twitter. Carlos Donlap is saying his 6,000 square foot city view with huge balcony four bedrooms is up for offer owners willing to sell furnish or unfurnish yeah meltdown twitter meltdown it was funny he was giving it all the big on twitter and then what happened it was it was offsides or um neutral zone infraction it was like maybe you should get less snaps Dustin Fox, in regards to the Dunlap tweet, can you imagine being that short-sighted that you lose one game while watching a future all-pro play quarterback for your team and talk about wanting out? Crazy. Bengals will be damn good and quick. All right, let's go defense before we get any more sidetracked. 
Defense, Jack, what are you giving out of 10? Ian, what are you, Ian, <laughs> what are you giving no, out of No, we'll let Jack stew on that one. His let's, face let's was quite five. long. <laughs> let's do five. Um, uh, uh, quite frankly, just blow up the secondary. Um, spend a pick getting a pass rusher opposite Miles Garrett next year and spend everything else in the secondary. It's embarrassing. You're high. I'm going four. Um, listen, they had four sacks. Miles Garrett continues to be an absolute animal. Terrence Mitchell, come on. Come on, man. Now, I will say, Money Mitch catches that interception. I'm sorry. I wouldn't say catches that pass is what I really meant because he threw it right to him. He catches that. We do not get the Donovan Peoples-Jones touchdown because obviously the Browns would have ran it out, sealed it, and I'd have hit the over on Kareem Hunt's 84 and a half yards rushing. Thank you, Mr. Mitchell. I'll be sending you that invoice. But they did have four sacks. They forced the fumble. They recovered it. Um, it's got to be a four, though. I mean, they just absolutely – I mean, bank, oh, Burrow threw for, what, 406 yards, three touchdowns. He did throw the interception. That's why I went five. If there wouldn't have been the interception in the red zone where he had, yeah, if you think about it, fumble, turnovers and sacks, they were what, six? One interception, one fumble, and four sacks? Jesus. And they still gave up that many yards. Ugh. Why can't, with the Browns defense, we, we, we gave them a little bit last week. They actually started off and kept us in the game. That game could have got out of hand pretty quick at the beginning. So it was actually a pretty decent job by the Browns defense holding it in there. But then they just got – they got rushed towards the end there. I'll go with a five. Miles Garrett gave it a nice big push. Two, two sacks, if I'm correct, and a fumble. Correct. Too easy. To now, to be fair, he did it against three backup linemen. They lost their center, their best left tackle, and then not – it was at the end of the game. But Bobby Hart also went out, so. Should we get Vernon some um, baseball mitts so he can catch that ball? <laughs> well, to be fair, I think he was just helping Ronnie Harrison. Here, let's push it down for a little further down the field for us. Mitchell. I'm team Mitchell day long. Yeah, I it love bounced. money, Mitch, but good Lord. He, he, he's good. He's just obviously uh, – no wonder he never made it as a wide receiver. He can't catch. To be fair, I do think those bang the Bengals receivers were definitely pushing off on those back shoulder throws. There's no doubt about it. Um, I think that they ran those for a reason because I think they were just going to keep running them until they got called on it. But you definitely – I've seen offensive PIs in the NFL called for far less. But it still doesn't give a Browns defense an excuse. 468 yards given up. On third down, the Bengals were six of nine on third down and one of one on fourth down. So in the times you needed the team to get off the field, seven out of ten times, they didn't do it. That's a problem. That's why I'm going with a four. That Browns defense needs some help. Malcolm Smith continues to play pretty well, but I, I don't know what's happened to Larry Ogunjobi. Larry Ogunjobi is virtually useless out there. I mean, on the one play, he got bailed out because Billy Price tackled him on a weird holding call. But at least, at least Vernon, at least Claiborne, and at least Miles Garrett can get a little pressure. Obviously, Garrett gets a ton. But Vincent Taylor, Larry Ogunjobi, I mean, I didn't really hear Sheldon Richardson's name much today, but, I mean, he's been consistent all season, so I'll have to kind of sit back and see how he did. But, man – they just get nothing. They Browns should be able to get pressure with four, having Miles Garrett and drop seven, and we can't do it. Yeah, Ogunjobi is not here next year. He's done. Um, Sheldon Richardson's probably just a cap casualty. Um, 
that is pretty much a complete rebuild on the defense. It's, it's so bad. Um, but to be fair, testament to Joe Woods, because that defense is consistently getting better overall. Obviously, there's been up and down weeks, but there has been consistent improvement since the start of the season. And he's obviously doing something right. And we've got two great coordinators either side. And I know he's not technically the coordinator, Stefanski, but he's the one in charge of the offense. Joe Woods in charge of the defense. It's getting better. Um, ironically, the, the one I felt most confident about the three, Mike Prefer, that's where it's not working great. But that might just be a lack I of think that's a personnel thing. Because look at Tavier Thomas, your boy, Jack. I mean, he's crushing it on special teams. I think Robert Jackson's actually, he had that big hit today. Uh, Janovich actually plays pretty well. Steven Carlson, outside of that, actually, from a special team, I know we're going to get there. We'll talk about it a little bit. But overall on the defense, they just, they're frustrating to watch. That's kind of the, the main thing there. Because at times they show you things, and at times you're just like, what in the hell is going on? Jack, what'd you think of, or Paul, what'd you guys think of Kevin Johnson today? Saw him all over the field. Yeah. I thought he had a great game, to be honest. In coverage? What did Tyler Boyd finish with? Damn near, what? Oh, 12 so, catches that, or something? Got a really, really good wide receiver three. I, I would certainly put them in the top five in the league for wide receiver like trios. Really? Oh, without a doubt. Tyler oh, they're, Boyd, yeah. AJ I mean, Green, between AJ Green. Higgins. And that, that's one thing I thought the Browns really made a big mistake in the last draft. They needed to get another wide receiver and they didn't. And um, I, I think that continues to hurt the Browns. They, they need to improve their wide receiver core. Um, you can't be a top team in the NFL without three great wide receivers. Um, so we definitely need an improvement there. You've got Dallas that have got really good. And for all of Dallas's failures, when Dak was there, they were a really, really good offense. They just couldn't get it together on defense. Um, we need to improve our offense in terms of the wide receiver group because you've got to have three. Um, we've got two and nothing. I love, I love Hollywood Higgins. Um, Kadero Hodge um, was doing okay, but it's like you need three really, really good players because even teams that play a two tight end base generally actually have three wide receivers on the field over 50% of the time. So, and realistically, Landry's a three. I mean, Landry's a three. If Beckham's your one, you just need another one. You need a Tyler Boyd or, you know, somebody like the, that. Opposite. The trouble is you can't pay the uh, Landry as a top 10 wide receiver pay. And he, he is a wide receiver three. And But uh, if you can get a rookie to come in and you have two guys on contracts and a rookie deal, you're all right. One of them two's gone. I, yeah, I would, I would tend to think. I'd have to look at the caps. But, I mean, Tyler Boyd, 11 catches on 13 targets for 101 yards. And on them freaking missed tackles on T. Higgins. Ugh. All right, listen, can we, can we stop the Sheldrick Redwine thing, team, by the way? I'm not a we big Sheldrick Redwine fan. One of those. I had Higg T. Higgins under four and a half, and I cannot believe we allowed all five of them receptions. It was pathetic. Five targets, five catches. Redwine red wine is good for drinking, not for playing. <laughs> There's the quote right there. Yeah, it – I know in the first game he graded out at like a 90 or something like that PFF and everybody was going nuts because he had like 11 snaps, but Sheldrick Redwine is a developing guy. He needs to make his mark on special teams, but out there on the field, he's just a liability. He can't tackle. His angles are pretty poor. He's decent in coverage because he can run, but overall defensively, 
there's a few guys on this team that are going to stick around, but to Jack's point before, we're going to have to completely overhaul this defense. I don't know. I think we've got some good, um, I think we've got some good people there. I know you're not all uh, Oka Joby fans, but I think he may get a, a, a contract for the next, uh, next lot. If he does, it's going to be very, very small. Someone's going to pay him more in free agency than we'll pay him, so he's gone. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. He was in rookie year playing about 33% of snaps. If you want him to play more than 33% of snaps, it's not very good. Now, that's unfortunate. I'd love the guy to be successful, but it's, it's not. All right, guys, let's go special teams. Um, I mean, the best thing they did was on the squib kick, at least tackle somebody in the area where Joe Burrow could not throw a, uh, a Hail Mary into the end zone. But after Cody Parkey uh, screwed me on my hook, I think, I mean, what it, Gillen had what, one punt, 50 yards. Peoples Jones continues to look timid in his returns. If, I wish he ran returns like he runs routes. He looked a lot more confident running that corner route than he did on those returns where he tiptoes up. I don't know, Jack. It was five, the meh, Yeah, I, th- I think five. It was just okay. Obviously, Cody Parkey missed the kick. Um, just one thing: while we're on special teams, if you haven't seen it, go to Field Yates' Twitter yesterday. A oh, the four, the four doink. bar, quadruple doink. We've had the we've seen hit in the post, Cody Parkey special. We've seen a double doink quadruple doink that's nuts i'm telling you right now you could give me a hundred balls and i will i could i could i could probably maybe get one double doink to get four it's it's statistically impossible like i've never i've i've never seen a three doinker to see a four doinker and like pat mcafee tweeted i mean that's just a disgusting sight if you're a kicker and that happens you're just walking off you just you know what Thanks, thanks everybody. I'm playing that date as a lawn, uh, lottery ticket, but yeah, that's the end of that one. Put a doink on it. Yeah, okay, cool. So uh, Paul loves doinks. There's a song, a very famous culture song that says put a donk on it, but um, you Americans would have heard it. But anyway, um, I would go with a four for special teams. I don't see anything in... Uh, okay, Donovan People-Jones, great catch at the end. Congratulations. Your first catch from Baker Mayfield. Well done. But I don't see anything... Was it second or third? It was his third catch of the game. Oh. got three today. Yeah, but Landry, well, yeah, Landry was Landry one. Landry was really good. Yeah, the Landry was Landry first one. one. But yeah, he had another one earlier uh, that he had. So it was his second, right, second catch. One from Baker. It was a good observation out of you, though, Paul. Yeah, quite good for me, actually. But anyway, so yeah, so I, I think... You know, we just need someone different just returning it. Something just to, we look like we're always going to get less than 25 every time we return. It's predictable. We are going to get less than 25. Go back to Jackson. Just just go back, go to the start of the 25. Or, and don't let him do anything. You know, it's just frustrating. Very, very frustrating to watch. Prove me wrong next game. But yeah, just very annoying. Yeah, I think the problem's, Bigger than that. Obviously, yeah, if you ever get the chance to take a knee, you always take the knee, unless it's right at the end of the half and you've got no chance of getting down the field. But the blocking is the bigger part because for all the people that they they talk about how like Cadero Patterson's amazing and all this nonsense, he, he's rubbish taking it out of the end zone based on the year where I looked at all the stats. It was nothing impressive. He didn't do anything. Um, it, uh, blocking is he, the bigger factor. 
Patterson um, is really good at breaking arm tackles. So if like somebody reaches in this thing, he's a big guy. He's going right through it. It's it's like I don't I don't think the arm tackles are the big thing. I think regardless of who's back there, the Browns' whole special teams unit is the problem. They need to do a better job of um, closing down the rushes on him. But yeah, if, if you ever get it in the end zone and you run it out, you deserve to be taken to the sideline and happy slapped. All right, so we're going to go with offense eight, defense six, special teams five. You just added one to the defense. There's no, there's no way we're giving the defense over a five. Either a four, I'd give it a 4.5. No, no halves. Jack, your uh, reminder, you four or five? Five, four. because they made an interception in the end zone. All right, I'm going Red five. Turnovers are gold. I'm going five. Okay, last question before we close up this podcast is, do you think Savansky made the right calls during the game? And let's just focus on the fourth quarter. He pulled a timeout before the two minutes, which I was worried about. That scared me because we needed timeouts to win the game. We won the game without them. But theoretically, do you think he made the right calls? I think Savansky's been great. Um, obviously, you can get into the little minutiae of stuff. And yeah, no one calls a perfect game. Um, Bill Belichick could probably sit there and tell you four or five times every single game where he made the wrong decision. That, that, that's fine. It's small semantics. Um, we saw Baker, as Ian said, pre-show. He's obviously listening to Stefanski. He was throwing over the middle of the field. We saw a little bit of mesh. It, it was beautiful. Um, so you can't ask for much more. Obviously, yeah, it's not perfect, but um, he went there and there was a few times where it looked like obvious run plays and that's where he gave Baker a little little dink and dunk, and uh, it looked beautiful. I think if we're talking about Stefanski, the most – obviously the Browns came back. When, when your quarterback is humming and they're at 15, I mean, I think the – I think I'd heard uh, Jeff Phelps say that Kelly Holcomb was the last quarterback to have a consecutive passes streak, and it was at like 16. So Baker, you know, going into the final drive to be at 17 or 18 straight completions – it, it's a little bit easier for Stefanski to call those plays. I think the most important factor he had on the game was when he, after that first quarter, sat there and went, okay, the Browns came out, went two plays, six yards, punt, four plays, 11 yards, punt. And we said, all right, how the hell are we going to get Baker going? Because Baker then took that shot to Najoku. Then he tried over the middle. It was just was right after the turnover. Like we couldn't complete a pass. And you said, okay, what are we going to have to do to get him in a rhythm? I think I even sent it to the group chat. I said, what are we going to do to get Baker comfortable? He makes the adjustment in the second quarter. He comes out. Baker completes that short pass to Jarvis Landry, which I think he went up the sideline for damn near 30 yards. And then from that point there – once he, it's kind of like a basketball. Once he completes uh, or makes that first shot, Baker became a shooter. The first one he gets to Landry, a nice, easy pass, soft coverage, boom. Then all of a sudden they do that lateral, whatever the hell it is, play. And I'm like, oh crap, here we go. Hunt then busts off a 15 yard run. Then it's another two. Then DeAndre Johnson hits a three. Then they give us the guaranteed penalty on uh, Carlos Dunlap in his property for sale. But then you went Higgins for 10. Then Baker Mayfield went uh, past Landry for 11, and then he hit Harrison Bryant for the touchdown. 
So Stefanski's adaptation from the first quarter to the second quarter, finding plays that are easy completions for your quarterback is what caused the Browns to be able to win. Because in that fourth quarter, Baker was throwing the ball with so much confidence. I mean, that out to Higgins, the deep uh, – down the sidelines on the right-hand side. I mean, Baker was throwing that ball. That first pass he threw the intercepted looked like a timid quarterback, like, eh, I just want to I just want to kind of place it. And then he found his rhythm. So Stefanski really hit his stride in that first to second quarter blend, finding plays that were going to work for Baker because ultimately that's what got him going and got the Browns the W. And if case Browns Twitter doesn't know, we're five and two. Five and two. Five and two. Big, big difference. Paul, just to remind people again, um, the five in that five and two means five what? Wins. Five victories. Wins. wins. And the two beating, is? Beating other teams. And the two's losses, I'm not mistaken. So the Browns have five wins and two losses. I just want to keep clarifying that. I know Browns Twitter sometimes and Browns Nation has, even our beat reporters at times sometimes ask some questions, like we're not five wins and two losses. Now we are third place in the division. The Steelers are really damn good, but we're five and two. All right, guys, I think finish it up by saying if you're listening to this podcast, go to the fridge, pour yourself a vodka, pour yourself a Jager bomb, and have a drink. Everyone's little hearts deserve it today after that great performance. Well, not a great performance, but great victory. What's wrong with cider drinkers? Uh, sorry, Jack? What's wrong with cider drinkers? We don't all drink vodka and God knows what else you said. Cider, huh? Cider. Look at them apples, five a day. Yeah. Have you stopped putting on weight any yet, Jack? Are you still keeping slim? Oh, mate, I've been piling. Have you? <laughs> yeah, basically, uh, when the NFL season came back, I started uh, <laughs> snacking and then uh, drinking and snacking. Do you remember, Jack's like, oh, I'm going to have wings, I'm going to have pizza, I'm going to have chocolate, I'm going to have more wings, I'm going to have burgers. I'm gonna... It's like carbs, 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 carbs. Jack, it all went wrong when them gummy bears came out to celebrate. I think that's when it all went wrong. No, no, I was fine with the Golden Bears. It was, uh, yeah, yeah, it's the NFL season arriving and snacking, snacking, snacking. But that's fine. When the NFL season finishes, I'll get back on a diet. By the way, Jack, your uh, your boy Gardner is not having exactly a great here start to the to the afternoon game. Of he's going to get benched. Benched. This game for Mike Glennon. <laughs> oh, wow, They're really going. <laughs> the, the Jets were up. Jacksonville's like, we got a chance at Trevor Lawrence. And then they lost, and they're like, damn it. We need to figure out a way for somebody to beat the Jets. All right, Jack, I'm going to give you one final thing on the podcast before we go. Just talk us about this Pollard guy. You've been texting a group 24-7. Oh, for fuck's sake. Here we go. Go on, Jack. Oh, God. <laughs> Tony this, Pollard, my boy Tony dude. Pollard is showing up, Zeke Elliott. So uh, we go back. It's, it's been, when it comes to breaking tackles, he's been the best running back in the NFL since 2017, I think. When uh, the temperature's above 70 BFF. degrees. It's in Cowboys Stadium. PFF and Andy Dalton's so, uh, getting railed. Even better than Chubb, even better than Derek Henry. And quite frankly, Zeke's a bust. Tony Pollard is king. Took a return all the way to the 30-yard line. Ian just needs to apologize. Zeke isn't good. Tony Pollard is a future Hall of Famer being robbed of an opportunity because they paid Zeke Elliott. Quite frankly, that's it. Listen, much like our boy McCurry and the Josh Allen that I was finally proven correct on, the Tony Pollard one, I will be proven correct for. Um, by the way, speaking of Dallas, I have a question. Which team is a bigger dumpster fire right now, the Cowboys or the Bengals? You've got – did you did you see the tweets after the game regarding the Cowboys? Cowboys are bigger. Mike, McCar- 
McCarthy's pissed off that the players didn't retaliate after Dalton got his head crunched in and you got Bengals guys tweeting their properties for sale. I mean, listen, the NFL is going full Sashi Brown tank mode. So in 10 years, when we look at the NFL and we decide, Hey, who changed the game? It's Sashi Brown. Cause these teams are tanking hard. Mike Glennon, Tony Pollard. Yeah, I got that in there. Uh, the, the Cowboys now have a fantastic route to win that division. It's easy. You got a trade for my boy, bring in the Fitz Magic, and they've got that division. It's done. Easy. They'll get the wins, and it's sorted. So just trade for the Magic, and then just sit back and enjoy. That's all they need to do. Now, now Dalton's got hurt. They weren't, they weren't able to do it with Dalton because they had the highest paid backup in the NFL. Now Dalton's out the picture. Boom. Fitz Magic. And uh, off to the playoffs. Done. Probably on like uh, a six-win record, but I mean, that don't matter. Washington can't get out of their way, and Landon Collins, you know, just tore his Achilles. The Eagles and the Giants on Thursday night, that was a shin-kicking contest from hell. That division is a absolute dumpster. Embarrassing. By the way, speaking of the NFC, Jack, did you see the audio of Peyton Manning talking about Tom Brady? So Peyton Manning was doing like a, a, a speak-over thing. And Tom Brady in that Thursday night game when he was asking for the – he put up the fourth down. Peyton Manning is certainly going, hey, Tom, I'm not sure if you know this. In the NFC, you only get four downs to get a first down. And he's kind of mocking Brady. And you know they're good friends, so it's done and it's fun. But it was an absolute hilarious thing from Peyton Manning. Brutal. I love it. I love him. I love him. All right, guys, let's finish up. If I get 250 retweets on the Baker Mayfield tweet, I'm going to do the dance. Real Real quick, Paul, game ball. Who's it going to? Baker Mayfield. Jack's face is disgusting. He won the game. Jack, who's your, he game, won the who's game. your game ball going to? Stefanski. Oh, I'm going to go out of a limb here. Ready? You know who my game ball goes to? Miles Garrett. Nope. JC fucking Treader. Because I shit my pants figuratively, not literally, with my oh, new girthy mic. On his first play, I see him go down and see that knee. And for him to play the entire game based on whatever injury or whatever it was, that is an absolute man's man. Hat tip to you, J.C. Treader. You're getting my game ball because whatever – you look like you were in pain, and I know you played through it, gutted it. And on the one where he was leading the way on the Kareem Hunt screen pass, I think it was, just blowing holes open. So, J.C. Treader, you're getting my game ball, buddy. My mom's just texted me. She's, what was the final score? Oh, how cute. All right, go Browns. Not, not my, people, my mom's going to text me because I use the F word like five times on this podcast. Not many people have ever done a Christmas Paul Brown podcast. Shout out to Paul's mom. Christmas Shout Day, she jumps on the podcast because we need guests. Well, that's not very nice. Ian, last question for you. She did. How, who else wants to do a live podcast on Christmas Day? Ian. I'll do one the day after my wedding. What, that was my next question. It, your wedding must be coming soon. When is it? The wedding at this point is 20 days, November 14th, the day before the Texans game. Also my mom's birthday, just to uh, let you know. Listen, the most legendary day now in history, world history. World's team, world history. I think Prince Charles was also born on that day as well. So Then we get... <laughs> What about Prince Andrew? Uh, so you're telling me you, you're not doing a podcast on your wedding day? Sure, but we can do one. <laughs> That's not like I play an important role. I'm just there. Where's Where's Raquel? She's screaming in the background yet? Or you know, I don't know if you watched that Pittsburgh Tennessee game, but um, 
the Titans had a chance to tie it up because the Steelers, Steelers got up big and then they all of a sudden did what they did and they just start letting teams not name the Browns back in. And Tennessee lined up for a tying field goal. And unfortunately for uh, my buddy Alex Goodman's fighting Tennessee Titans, Stephen Guskowski misses the field goal and the Steelers win. So she was very happy. Big shout out to Mark Preto. He's just sent me a Jaeger bomb. Him doing it. Anyone doing Jaeger bombs, celebration drinks, let me know. I love it. I love the passion. Victory Monday. And most importantly, go Browns. Go Browns. Go Browns. That's Jack. But it's stacked up there. Mayfield. End zone caught. Touchdown. And how badly did they need that score? It's Harrison Bryant. 